Hey, my name is Tiffany Vaughn, and I'm on a mission to help regular people like me find their voice and then use it for lifting themselves and others up around them. I'm a small town mom to three kiddos with my hubby James, and man, have we been dealing with a lot. But isn't everyone? I lovingly call it our hard, beautiful journey, and I bet that yours is too. In season one, I tossed the bricks from my shoulders that were weighing me down. Bricks that represented shame, embarrassment, regret, loss, you name it, I was feeling it. I am now taking those bricks and building up a stronger foundation for myself and our family. I've created this safe space for me and you to open our hearts and our minds and to use our voices to help others know they are not alone in their struggles. Mental health, marriage and divorce, infertility, parenting, and some soul journey work are all topics that we discuss here. Let's be real for a minute. Life can definitely be hard, but it can also be so dang beautiful. Am I right? So pull up a cozy seat, grab your beverage of choice, and join me as I help others talk about their hard, beautiful journey. I know they will inspire you as much as they inspire me. So let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Hard Beautiful Journey. This is Tiffany Vaughn. Thanks so much for being here with me. The topic I am bringing to you today is so incredibly important. The world population is experiencing epidemic levels of mental health and suicide struggles. As COVID-19 increases isolation and anxiety around the world, suicide prevention skills are needed more than ever. There is something we can do to help. Each of us can play a role in preventing even one person from taking their life. I am honored and so grateful to have Karen Simba here with me today, and she is from Living Works. Living Works is the world leader in suicide prevention training solutions. She is here to discuss the training programs that Living Works offers to train and prepare individuals like me and you, as well as organizations and communities to make a difference. Hello, Karen. How are you? Good morning, Tiffany. I am well, thank you. How are you doing? I am good. We got a huge dump of snow this morning, so (laughs) we will will definitely have a white Christmas. I think we'll have a white um, January as well because it's not going anywhere. So Um, thank you so much for being here with me this morning. I have talked a few times about living works in the past a month or so, and I cannot say enough good things about this organization and what you guys are doing. I came to learn about Living Works through uh, Jessica Jansen, who was a living is a Living Works ambassador. And so when I saw that, I looked into it, and I I knew that I wanted to get involved based on what I have experienced and what um, some of my family members have experienced. And I just shared recently that at 16, I did attempt suicide. So um, it was over a devastating heartbreak that I, that I was experiencing. And at the time I really, really didn't see a way out of my sadness at that time. And so I, it it didn't work. Obviously (laughs) I am here and I am so, so grateful that, that it didn't work, but unfortunately it, it does work for some people. 
And that is what living works is all about. So I am so grateful that you are here to talk about it. And I'm grateful that you're willing to talk about your experiences, Tiffany, because it's through having those conversations and being open about it. That's what decreases the stigma. By just sharing what you've just shared, Tiffany, you're giving people permission to do the same thing, to share that they've had suicide experiences, that they've recovered from, that they've pushed through. And that's what makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I too, I'm very glad that you're here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I am. Yeah. So I took the living works start course, and that is a 90 minute online course that anyone can take. And it, it was eye opening. (laughs) And uh, we've had a discussion offline about it. And one of the pieces that was very eye-opening for me is the idea of being very upfront about asking somebody if they are thinking about suicide. And for the longest time up until that point, actually, I thought that by saying it out loud, that it would actually point somebody in that direction. And that's the opposite. Is that true? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's probably one of um, one of the most widest held myths about about suicide. And that's talking about suicide will encourage someone to do so. And there's nothing farther from the truth. Mm -hmm. In fact, by talking about suicide and by asking someone in a clear and direct way, if that's what they're thinking about, we're doing so many things. Um, For one, we're giving that person permission to actually talk about suicide um, rather than keeping it in their mind and just struggling with it themselves. So they have an opportunity to share that burden with someone. So they're holding it, carrying it with someone as opposed to carrying it by themselves. Mm -hmm. And that can go a long way in in keeping that person safe from going to the next step, which is acting on those thoughts. Mm -hmm. So do you want to um, go through the steps in the START program? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the START program, we at Living Works are really proud to be able to have this online offering. A lot of the other trainings that we have offered and delivered in the community for over over 37, we're approaching 37 years now, are face-to-face trainings. Mm-hmm. So being able to offer an online training that's accessible to people from the comfort of their homes, from the convenience of their tablets or smartphones, um, we're really, we're really proud to be able to have it available. So what START does in as little as 60 minutes to as much as 90 minutes, um, it takes users or learners through a process that dispels some of the myths around suicide, um, helps them to recognize when someone might be having thoughts of suicide. Like you mentioned, it gives them an opportunity to practice asking out loud, are mm-hmm. you thinking about suicide? and to be able to record that into their microphone and play it back so that they Mm -hmm. can hear what it sounds like when they're asking Mm -hmm. um, is powerful because it helps people to hear themselves in a way that they perhaps wouldn't otherwise be able to and adjust if they need to adjust to sound more empathetic if if, if they're sounding, you know, brash. Yeah. And once they're able to ask directly about thoughts of suicide, to be able to restate to the person how serious this is and that there's a need to connect them to get further help. And so those are the steps that the um, START program teaches. And it does a beautiful job of doing that by offering a number of different 
um, video simulations that they can engage with throughout the course of the 90 minutes to practice those skills. And those simulations, they're broad, which was really nice. It was um, from dealing with uh, a parent struggling um, to keep up with everything um, to teenagers, to a middle-aged man just struggling in general with, with everything going on in life. Uh, there, it, it was a really good mix of simulation to um, know the different scenarios that somebody could run into. Mm. And that was, that was really good to, to see that. And the other thing was I, I just had the opportunity to use the steps. Mm. Tell me, tell me about that. Um, it, it's somebody that I care deeply about and um, I knew this person was struggling and you could just see it. You could feel it. It's palpable, <laughs> the feeling. And I just asked the person out loud, are you thinking of suicide? And this person said, no, I'm not, but I do have a lot going on and I'm having a hard time. Mm-hmm. And having that open conversation and allowing that person to talk definitely lifted their spirits and gave this person hope. And that was, I, I don't think I would have done that before taking this course because I was afraid to say the word out loud. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing that you that you recognized that something was going on and that you asked and of course was relieved to find out that it wasn't suicide, but it certainly put something else on the table perhaps that needs to be dealt with. So it, what you're highlighting really shows the benefit of asking in two ways. One, it helps you as the concerned helper mm-hmm. um, to be able to do something with what you're already noticing. So like you said, there was something very palpable. You could feel it in the room. You could feel the tension. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see that there are probably signs letting you know that things aren't quite right. Mm-hmm. And it gives you something to do with that. So rather than just noticing something's not quite right and leaving it alone, hoping it'll pass, um, recognition that suicide could be what people are thinking about, mm-hmm. um, especially during these times, you know, during yes. the pandemic, during the holiday season, being able to recognize that suicide could be something that someone is struggling about and asking about it, it puts it on the table so that we can either deal with it or puts it on the table for us to say, that's not what's happening. So now let's focus on what we need to do to help. Yeah. So it helps you as the helper, but mm-hmm. it also helps the person that you asked. Yeah, it absolutely. Helps them because what it tells them is that, you know what? Um, I'm not struggling with this alone. There are other people who are recognizing it. Mm-hmm. And if others are recognizing it, maybe I need to do something about it, whatever that it, it is. Whatever that it is, because it's, it's different for everybody, right? What that it is. So, um, so once, once you're done taking the start course, um, and if you want to continue learning, what are the other tools that Living Works helps people with? Okay. So, Part of what, and I'm going to step back a bit to answer that, because I think it's important to set the, um, just to paint the picture of the approach that we're taking to suicide prevention. For many years, Living Works had focused exclusively on training trainers to disseminate the skills um, that we 
the skills that can help people stay safe. And so the focus has been, let's train as many people as we can so that they can go back to their local communities and train others to empower them to help uh, save lives from suicide. And that has been remarkable. And for the last 35 years, that approach has been um, making a huge impact worldwide. Living Works as an organization within the last couple of years has had to take a closer look at its approach to suicide prevention. Because what we also recognize is that helping communities stay safe from suicide is not a one and done, so to speak. It's not, it's not just doing a workshop or taking a training and then you're good to go. We really need a community-wide approach, a community-based approach to suicide prevention, an approach that says everyone can play a role in keeping people safe from suicide because it's too much of a burden. Suicide is too much of a burden for any one individual, any one clinician, any one organization to focus on um, themselves. We really need to be working together. And so the suite of programs that Living Works offers and has focused on over the past 35, 37 years um, really work together so that there isn't just one training that works on its own. It's intended to be worked, uh, it's intended to be used as part of an integrated approach. So if someone takes the START training, and this is what we're finding, people take the START training um, and they are feeling empowered because now they've got skills that they can use. And some people after taking the training, they think, you know what, I can do this. I can have these conversations, but I'd like to learn a little bit more about helping because the start training is the place where we, and no pun intended, it's where we think communities can start mm -hmm. with some basic suicide awareness skills. But once you have those basic skills in place, um, learners may want to learn a little bit more. And so if they have the desire um, to learn a little bit more about helping, they can then take our Safe Talk training. So the Safe Talk training is a half day training that is offered in person. And it's about four hours in length and uh, learners have the opportunity to not only dispel the myths and decrease the stigma um, around suicide, they also are taught the signs that they could use to recognize when someone might be thinking about suicide but they also have the wonderful opportunity to practice with others. So mm -hmm. more than just practicing into the microphone, like they might have done in the start training, they have an opportunity to practice with the facilitator asking directly about those thoughts of suicide, as well as with their partner in the practice scenarios. Um, the great thing about the safe talk training um, in that is that it's a little different to start, of course, for obvious reasons, but it also gives learners an opportunity to have a conversation about um, reasons why they might still miss, dismiss, or avoid an opportunity to help, even mm -hmm. though they know exactly what to do to help. So that's a really powerful half-day session, and so it, it further, further increases the competencies that one would have in terms of having these conversations. But the goal of Safe Talk is also to recognize the signs and know how to connect that person uh, with thoughts of suicide to someone who's trained to do intervention skills. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. Yeah. That so what goal. are what, just, what are a couple of reasons why somebody, if they even know that that's what they're thinking, might not, might not be comfortable saying something. Mm, okay. So that's a great question. So 
even though we may see the signs that someone may be struggling with thoughts of suicide, one of the reasons why we may still miss the opportunity to help is because sometimes we may think that the signs that we're seeing are related to something else. Mm-hmm. So it might be related. We might think it's related to, oh, that's just that person's way of being dramatic, or um, they're just trying to get attention, or they've done this before, or they've said those things before. And so it's probably nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So these are, these are the things that still come up for us. So we know that it could be related to suicide, but because we've had maybe some prior experience with this person's behaviors, we might think that's what it's related to instead. Mm -hmm. So that's just one example, but of course, but of course there are others. And so we really take some time to delve into some of those notions that we hold that can get in the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes we hold those notions for very valid reasons. You know, it's been our experience that sometimes when people say these things um, or do these things, but we need to really peel back those layers mm-hmm. and uh, take all, take it seriously. When we notice something, when we hear someone say something um, like, you know, it'll, it'll all be over soon, or, you know, I just, it would be better off if I wasn't here. When we hear right. things like that to really lean in um, mm-hmm. because it could be related to suicide. And because of that possibility, we want to make sure we ask directly. Well, and one of the things that came up when we were talking before is um, if you are dealing with somebody that is a senior to you um, in terms of maybe at work or at, or in a organization or, you know, and you're worried about, I don't know, like your job or your position in, in an organization, like if it's sports or whatever, right? Um, you don't want to necessarily risk that, but you also know that there's something going on and being afraid to actually voice it. Mm, Absolutely. So there's always that fear, right? Um, And sometimes that's the fear that gets in the way also of people asking directly about thoughts of suicide. So there's that fear that they might have the person thinking about suicide by asking, but there's also this other fear. What if I get in trouble? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What if I offend the person by asking? Mm -hmm. Uh, When really, when we take the time to notice what, and we call, we call them invitations, you know, these signs that people put out there to let us know something's not quite right. When we take the time to lean into those invitations and try to find out what they're about, we're sending a powerful message to the person that we've noticed something and we care about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to lean in and say, I've noticed that these things have been happening. Um, can you tell me more about, about what that's about? It communicates a powerful message of care to that mm-hmm. individual mm-hmm. because it really could be that they are telling us in the clearest way possible, (laughs) you know, (laughs) they can't come out and say it with their words verbally. And so it's coming out through their actions and they might feel as though they are screaming it on the top of their lungs, that something's not quite right. Mm -hmm. And so for the rest of us to completely ignore it would be doing a real disservice to that individual. Mm -hmm. And so regardless of the potential consequences that we think we might face, I think there's more harm to not acknowledging what's really clear and obvious in that space. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so that is the difference between the start and the living works is face to face, and being able to do a little bit more role playing. Okay, yes. So the start training, definitely that's online, the Mm -hmm. safe talk, um, 
the Safe Talk uh, training. It's a half day, it's face-to-face. We get an opportunity to delve in more with the role-playing with live people in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there is, another, there is another workshop and it's the two-day assist workshop and that's the Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training. Mm-hmm. So that, as you can tell, um, it's applied skills training. So it, what that means is there's more time um, <laughs> that's needed for that. Over the course of two days, learners are able to really um, not just recognize the signs that someone might be thinking about suicide, not just learning how to ask directly about thoughts of suicide, but really taking the time to really listen as to what's going on for that person. Um, what is the story behind their thoughts of suicide? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, to be able to work with that person to develop a safe plan that's actually going to keep that person safe. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that, that two-day training um, is akin to a suicide. It's, we call it suicide first aid because right, that's what we teach. We teach how do you keep someone safe for now um, from their thoughts of suicide? And that involves creating a, a collaborative safe plan that's, that's going to um, keep that person safe from acting on those thoughts. And that usually involves bringing in a lot of other resources as well, mm-hmm. both, both those internal resources that, that people have, but also those external resources um, that are available in our communities. As what well. kind of external resources are those? Is that like EMS and, or like um, first aiders and... Right. So I would say um, it's akin to our, our distress centers, you know, our 24-7 crisis lines, mm-hmm. um, um, Crisis Services Canada, you know, those resources that are available 24 hours, seven days a week that are trained to, to have conversations with people about their thoughts of suicide to help keep them safe. So our local hospital emergency rooms, depending on, you know, where the person is with their thoughts and planning around suicide. These are the, these are the external resources that we would have to include in that person's safe plan for sure. Right. right. I am loving this conversation, but first a word from my sponsor. Simply Counseling Services knows how hard it can be to find the right support in your mental health journey. That's why they work hard to keep it simple right from the start. With locations in both North and South Calgary, appointments in person or virtually, Simply Counseling can support you on your journey to healing. It starts with a phone call or an email. Visit their website at simplycounselingservices.com to start your healing today. There is also something called a hope coach. Oh, so yes, let's talk about that. So Suicide to Hope is a one-day seminar um, that was developed because Living Works recognized, and we certainly heard from the participants who take our um, assist workshop, that some clinicians, many clinicians are, are very comfortable having conversations about thoughts of suicide um, with the goal of keeping that person safe for now. Um, but there are people who, for a number of reasons, have ongoing thoughts of suicide or engage in behaviors, um, suicide behaviors on a, on a regular basis. And that person would need a little bit more than just safety for now. Um, Because if a person's having reoccurring thoughts and behaviors around suicide, it could mean that there's there's some underlying issue there that's not being addressed. And so in the assist workshop where where, uh, learners are taught 
how do you create a safe plan to keep the person safe for now? The Suicide to Hope workshop says, yes, we will create a safe plan to keep you safe for now. But what we'll also do is let's talk about what suicide means to you, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. we believe people can recover and grow from their suicide experiences. And if they keep returning, returning to suicide thoughts and suicide behaviors because of an unresolved issue, let's, let's get to that issue. Mm -hmm. Let's find a way to resolve that issue um, so that we could help you to recover from the suicide um, experience. Mm -hmm. And so that particular seminar, it's a one day seminar and it's intended for people in the community, clinicians who work on an ongoing basis or a long-term basis mm -hmm. with people who have chronic thoughts of suicide. Mm -hmm. um, and it requires a clinician who is both willing and able to have that conversation, really not afraid to dig into that conversation, dig a little deeper into that conversation about what suicide means for a person. Mm -hmm. But it also requires that the recovering and growing person, the person who's having the suicide experiences, it requires that they too are willing to delve in a little bit more to find out what suicide really means for them. So both parties need to be willing to do the work that's necessary in order to help with recovery. Yeah. So that so those trainings um, cover the gamut of the suicide prevention and intervention um, trainings that Living Works offers. But what's beautiful is how they all work together mm -hmm. because certainly not everybody needs to have all of the skills on this continuum of, right. of, right, of training. Um, the goal is that people are able to intervene from where they feel comfortable based on their role. So the idea around a network of safety approach to suicide prevention basically says, if we are all working together from our various respective roles, we're, we're more likely to make an impact in reducing those suicide rates. So a family member may choose to use what the START training teaches to mm -hmm. start the conversation with someone that they notice within their household um, or within their circle who may be struggling. Mm -hmm. But that family member may not want to be the one who does the intervention, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. Because sometimes you just want to be the friend. You just mm -hmm. want to be the mother. You just want to be the partner. And so with that being the case, even though a family member can certainly learn intervention skills, they may choose to pass on that intervention uh, role to someone who is outside of their home mm -hmm. so that we've got more people working together to keep this individual safe. You can be the support as the family member mm -hmm. when you recognize something is not quite right and or that suicide may be involved, you start the conversation, but then you refer that person or transfer that person um, or connect the person, your loved one, to someone who's trained to do intervention, who would be able to put together a comprehensive safe plan to keep yeah. that person safe. And then everybody works together um, to make sure that it actually, that it actually works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. I, yeah. I just love everything about this program and the, the course, the in-person ones, is that in various locations or is there specific um, places that people have to go to get that training? Well, I would certainly recommend visiting the Living Works website, um, mm -hmm. livingworks.net where you will find a list of workshops that are offered in the community. Now, of course, the number of workshops, community-based workshops right now have decreased because of uh, the pandemic, mm -hmm. uh, because some areas are not able to have, you know, some spaces are not, not able to have socially distanced um, 
uh, gather, uh, gatherings, but for those communities that are able to have people gather in a socially distanced way, um, you'll find that there are some, some areas that are offering our face-to-face trainings and the best place to locate them would be at our, at, on our website, livingworks.net. Okay. And the other thing that you had mentioned um, in our call was that sometimes you can even arrange to have a facilitator in your organization come in specifically for your organization. Can you talk more about that? Absolutely. So if there's a, a community group, agency, or organization that would like to have trainers come in on site to deliver any of our in-person trainings, uh, absolutely. Just reach out to us here at Living Works and we will make those arrangements for you. That way you don't have to worry about all of the, you know, the, the expense of sending uh, your staff or your team to a community-based workshop. Mm-hmm. All of, your, all of your staff could be on site. We send in um, experienced trainers um, to come in to deliver the workshop for you, whether it's the Safe Talk or the Assist or the Suicide to Hope workshop. And yeah, we just make it easy for you by making sure that um, we send in the, the skilled clinicians, this, I'm sorry, the skilled trainers for you to deliver that workshop. That's amazing. I, I definitely know that there's many organizations especially now that could really utilize that aspect of living works mm-hmm. so that they can help as many employees as possible. And um, one other thing that I wanted to talk about when I was introduced to living works start. And when I started taking the program, I, I opened it up and my immediate thought was, like I I had a little bit of anxiety because of my past um, attempt and it definitely triggered me. So I left it for a bit and then I came back to it about a month later and after thinking about it for a while, and it was much easier for me to go through the process and know that, that it was going to help somebody instead of harm me. The knowledge was going to, benefit more people by me taking it. So if anybody has that feeling when they, if they are deciding if they should do this course or take this course, just take it at your own time and, and when you're ready, if you want to. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no, um, and I appreciate you sharing that, Tiffany. There's no denying that the um, videos in the start training are powerful. Mm -hmm. They're powerful because they are they're well done. Um, they're, yeah, they're, they're really well done. And they're also powerful because we're talking about suicide. Mm-hmm. And you never know what experience um, a learner might have with suicide, and they might see themselves in any one of the uh, video based simulations. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, we have embedded within the training, a find safety button. Mm-hmm. So that find safety button um, is just a click away so that learners, if they find that either they themselves are needing some support um, because maybe they, are, um, they haven't received that support for themselves around those thoughts of suicide, or they find that there's someone that they're thinking about who could, who could use some support, but they don't know who to connect them to, that find safety button is there, mm-hmm. right? And the find safety button will help them locate those national um, crisis lines text lines or chat lines 
At the click of a button. At the click of a button, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that feature is built in. Um, and there are also some hope messages throughout the training that inspire and encourage others to continue. And your comment about being able to step away from it and come back to it is also important. Mm -hmm. The start training is, is self-paced, self which mm -hmm. means learners can engage and re-engage at their convenience. And so, and that's really important as well, because life is happening around us all the time. And so once you start the training, while it would be great to be able to sit and and complete it in its entirety in one sitting, we recognize that sometimes that may not be possible. But once you log back in, you could pick up right up right where you left off to continue um, with the practice scenarios and to complete the training. Mm -hmm. So yeah, really important to recognize when you as a, a start learner or a participant in any of our workshops, even the face-to-face -face ones, to recognize when you need to step away and mm -hmm. get some support and then re-engage again because the topic is so important. It's yeah. about saving lives. And when we're talking about saving lives, it's not, um, it's not easy and it's not something we should be doing alone. So mm -hmm. that's, the other, that's the other piece. When we need to reach out to get help or support for ourselves, it's important to do that. But knowing the skills, having the skills by completing any one of these workshops or trainings, including START, knowing the skills is what increases confidence, right? Absolutely. And, and, that's what, and that, that is also what saves lives. Absolutely. And I found those two, those resources uh, in the website, the, the click away, very it just gave me a sense of comfort that it was there. And so very, very well thought out, very well done videos. And it's, it's a testament to what Living Works is really wanting to do and really help save lives. And that's amazing. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't agree with you more, Tiffany. You know, I, I'm reflecting on, you know, some of the experiences that participants in our face-to-face -face workshops share. And it's around sometimes as clinicians who have these conversations on a often basis, like a daily basis with, with clients that they work with, it can often feel daunting to think that as a clinician, you're the only one that, that carries this burden. Mm -hmm. Our approach with Living Works is that it doesn't have to be that way. No one needs to carry the burden um, of suicide by themselves. In fact, we're not gonna be able to make a difference in suicide rates if people are doing this work in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. We need to recognize that there are others who are also able to help. So when you have um, an approach that says everybody is, everybody has the, uh, a role that they can play and everyone has the skills to be able to intervene based on the role that they're playing, then more support is available to our loved ones. So you, as a family member, you're keeping an eye out on the people within your household. Mm -hmm. And when you recognize something, you're letting um, others know who can help. And those, those clinicians, so sometimes we think it's only healthcare, healthcare professionals are, mm -hmm. are the ones able to help a person with their thoughts of suicide. And while that's true in some cases, it's not true <laughs> in all cases, because yeah often the first people to recognize that someone's having thoughts of suicide are those closest to us. So we need those people, those people closest to us, our family members, our friends, um, our loved ones. We need them to feel empowered to start the conversation mm -hmm. um, and, 
and when others need to be involved, they need to know how to make the connection to others um, so that everybody feels the support or gets the support that they need. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been definitely uh, more active and, and vocal in my support of suicide prevention and mental health. And one of the comments that I got recently um, was from a mom who was able to help somebody not commit suicide, but her own son did. And so she, you know, feels like she couldn't even help her own son. And those are the the things that I would love to learn how to talk more about and know how to speak to somebody that's dealing with that. And so uh, is that something that Living Works also addresses? So you're talking about postvention, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what people can do in the aftermath of a suicide. Um, and that's an important that's an important area in the spectrum as well, right? Um, prevention is certainly important because we need to know how to, you know, prevent as many people as possible from moving from their thoughts of suicide to, to suicide acts. Intervention skills are critically important. We need mm-hmm. people who are trained to be able to intervene, have the conversations, and move a, move people from a place of danger to a place of safety. And also, postvention work is is critical. Because in the aftermath of a suicide, when a loved one um, has died by suicide, um, we know that those close, um, those family members and friends um, are also at an increased risk themselves of Mm -hmm. engaging the same behaviors. And that's the area where um, oftentimes there's a, there's a bit of a gap. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, because of the stigma, um, people don't know what to say in the aftermath of a suicide. Family members have a, a range of feelings around the, the death of their loved ones. And it, it's hard for them to reach out and get the help that they need in the mm-hmm. aftermath of a suicide, but it's a critical area as well. And so when you think about um, the support that's needed, it's important when someone has died by suicide, when you are um, to be able to make sure that people have access to the resources to support them through that grief and through that loss. Mm-hmm. If we put some effort, if we focus our efforts um, on postvention, that then becomes, that then becomes prevention. It <laughs> yes. Does, it's it? a circle. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is interconnected. So we do need to focus. We need to make sure we focus our um, prevention efforts where it's needed because um, oftentimes people will, you know, suffer in silence. And because of grief, they will then find themselves spiraling. So when we recognize that um, people have lost someone to suicide, again, being, being clear and direct in terms of what you're noticing, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and asking about thoughts of suicide in the aftermath of a loved one who's passed, going to be is, is just as important, just as important for sure. Oh my gosh, there's so much more that we could talk about. Is there any other parts of the program that you'd like to touch on or, or do you think that, that that covers it? Well, I did want to mention um, one of our newest um, online trainings as well. So START is certainly one of them, but we also have Living Works Faith, um, which is a five to six hour online training as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's focused specifically on clergy um, and religious leaders. Um, so 
it's a brand new program and I should mention it because there are many faith communities who can also benefit from um, learning how to have these conversations, right? Absolutely. Especially as we've been talking about postvention, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, I've certainly had the experience where I've been to um, funeral services of those who've died by suicide. Mm-hmm. And um, it's clear, <laughs> you know, you talk about what's in the air in terms of something being very palpable that there's you know, people don't want to talk about no, <laughs> people don't want to talk about why very clear that, right mm-hmm. and so um living works faith is a is a is a resource that is very helpful for clinicians i'm sorry for clergy um and religious lead- leaders to also feel confident in having those conversations right mm-hmm. to help decrease the stigma um, that is amazing. Suicide deaths. And so I did want to mention that because it does fit into the postvention piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes people do talk to their religious leaders about, about thoughts of suicide and they too need the skills to be able to have that conversation, especially from their expertise, you know, in terms of, and now it, Faith speaks to the Christian. It's a Christian-based training, but we're hoping to expand that as well in the future. But yeah, many people do speak to their pastors and um, clergy about their thoughts of suicide and how they struggle with having those thoughts. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, they also have the religious teaching that says, I, I shouldn't be having these thoughts or it's exactly. wrong to be having these thoughts. And so the faith training really, really equips um, faith leaders to be able to have the conversations. And that to is amazing because I am, I am Catholic and that is one of the teachings for sure is that that's not something that you should ever do. Right. And so knowing that clergy are, could be equipped with this training Mm-hmm. is just amazing that is really amazing and so is that did that just come out recently absolutely absolutely so it is it is uh like i said very new within the past um couple of months and so please check that out on the living works website as well um mm-hmm. yeah it is densely packed with a lot of resources and a lot of testimonials and it's a beautifully beautifully put together training to address the topic of suicide um, from faith perspective. Mm-hmm. So help is there. Help is there. Uh, Living Works has been around, you said, for 37 years. And I personally, I had never heard of it until six months ago. And so is there more of a concerted effort to get Living Works out into the world right now? Or, or has it always been that way? And I just haven't been, haven't been seeing it. Yes, so absolutely. Living Works has been there. I mean, our, our, our workshops, our trainings are in 33 countries and territories. Right? 33 countries. They're, right? Wow. Yeah. So it is out there. Now, what's different, like I said before, it's the perspective that we're, that we're taking as an organization mm-hmm. where we had focused on training trainers to go back to their local communities, their local countries, their, their local organizations to train others we've now decided to broaden our reach 
because we need more than just trainers. We need more than just workshops. We need an approach that is proven to make a difference. And the approach is um, making sure that everyone knows that there's a role that they can play to help, right? Mm -hmm. So you talked about how impactful it was to learn that you can ask someone, you know, when you've been noticing signs, you can use those signs that you've been noticing to ask directly about thoughts of suicide mm -hmm. and how that can help. When you've got large groups of people with that comfort, and when you've got other people trained to be able to create safety plans that are tailored to individuals, that's going to keep them safe from acting on their thoughts of suicide. And you've got other clinicians that are able to work with people's suicide experiences to help them recover and grow from suicide. That's the approach that will make a difference. That's the approach that says, this is something that we can work together um, to make a difference. We can work together to make a difference to decrease the incidence of suicide. That's, mm -hmm. what, we, that's what a network of safety approach um, is. The network of safety approach says, it not only supports those who have thoughts of suicide, but it also encourages, sustains and supports helpers, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're talking about. So yes, we've been in a number of different countries, um, but the approach that we're taking now is a role-based, community-based approach that says everyone can play a role. And so, yes, we're doing, a, we're doing our best to try to get the message out there that there are things that you can do to help. And so, and we appreciate you, Tiffany, in, in helping us get the message out there to let people know that um, this is not just, suicide is, is a significant issue. It's a, it's a public health issue, right? Absolutely, it is. It's, Absolutely. It's Especially a, now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so if it is a, if it's a public health issue, then we need a public health approach to it. And yep. so, yeah, everyone, everyone can be a part of the helping process mm -hmm. and Living Works offers a solution to that. Yes, they absolutely do. And I cannot say how grateful I am, first of all, for the breadcrumbs. I always have breadcrumbs that lead me places. <laughs> and this is one of them. And I'm just grateful that I found your this organization and uh, I took the start program because it actually just helped someone really close to me and that alone is worth it and if you can help one person yeah. not feel so alone and so desperate um, then it's worth the 60 to 90 minutes in a oh. heartbeat right Absolutely, Tiffany. Absolutely. So whether it's the, yeah, whether it's our online training or any of the face-to-face -face trainings, when we get back to a place where we can do those in, in some communities, that is, that is the message, right? Mm -hmm. If you could save one life um, with the skills that you're taught in any of our programs, then it's definitely worth the investment. Um, it's definitely worth it. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a I'm, I'm just reflecting at the amount of times that I've had participants in workshops, um, having been a trainer myself in, in the Living Works face-to-face -face workshops, having participants contact me after the workshops to say, you're not going to believe what I had to do <laughs> after getting home from your training or from, from this particular Living Works training. And that is powerful. It's so powerful. That is powerful. And, and it's like... Um they were meant to be in that training at that, absolutely. at that timing. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We are all too connected to each other to not to not make sure that we can do all we can when we recognize because we we do recognize it, right? Mm-hmm. And feel it. We can it's, sense it. Yeah. That's something that something's not quite right. And so it's very validating to be given the tools that you could use that have been proven time and time again to save lives. Yeah. And so yeah. And the fact that I actually just had to do it and, and it worked was validation enough for me. So I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for your time today. I'm grateful for how you've laid this all out. It it's very informative and I, I really encourage everyone to go and check out livingworks.net for more information on, on the program itself and and the different trainings that are available. Highly recommend it. So thank you so much for your time. Tiffany, thank you as well for creating this opportunity and for, um, yeah, creating the opportunity for people to learn more and to hear that they're not alone in, in the struggles. It's, it's part of the human experience to have um, episodes or, or times in our lives where we, we feel not quite ourselves or we feel like we could use more support or we're not sure what's going on and to hear that others are having similar experiences is a way like i say of decreasing the stigma and really normalizing the experience and so yeah so i too tiffany am grateful i'm grateful to you thank um, you and i'm also grateful for this gift that we have right called life yeah this gift this incredible gift that um, despite, despite its ups and downs, gives us opportunities every day that we wake up to, um, to make a difference, right? An mm-hmm. opportunity to correct mistakes, an opportunity to work towards our goals, and so an opportunity to improve our relationships with each other. So um, yeah, there, there, there is a lot to be grateful for. Every single day, <laughs> there is some, something to be grateful for. And that gratitude, speaking it, thinking it, whatever you need to do is something that will take you out of the dark places as well. So thank you very much for your time. You are very welcome, Tiffany. Um, Pleasure to have had the opportunity to spend uh, this time with you. Thank you again, Karen, for being here with me today and Living Works. Thank you for everything that you are doing in this world. It is so incredibly important and I am honored to be an ambassador. If you are experiencing a mental health crisis or having thoughts of suicide, please reach out. There are many people to help you right now. Crisis Services Canada has a phone number that you can call 1-833-456-4566 or text 45645. There is also a national suicide prevention line and the number is one 800 Two seven three eight two five five. Please know that there are people out there that won't let you fall. Reach out and use your voice. Until next time, be kind and stay well. Just hold on. We're all here. Just be strong There's so much more left to do
Take care. 